right, all right. Happy Sunday, everybody. You are currently tuned into another episode of Thoughts from a Counselor. And as always, today is a super special one. That's right. Tell them. (laughs) So we are your hosts. Again, I am Liebert Lester III. And I'm Paul Singleton II. And today we are happy to welcome some great guests from another phenomenal podcast. Make sure y'all go take a spin on After Dinner Conversations. Check them out. this is the perfect time now for y'all to introduce yourselves, you know, tell the folks about yourselves and tell them most importantly about y'all work. What's good? What's good, everybody? How y'all doing? This is um After Dinner Conversation. Um, Y'all know the vibes already. This is um Steven on the mic. We're here with Corey and Mike as well. Yes, sir. We hello, here. Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, You can... Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> no! I'm, I'm joking. We're joking. We're joking. No, but after dinner conversations, this is pretty much this podcast we started a couple months ago. Pretty much just to bring a different type of conversation, much like thoughts from a counselor. You For know sure. what we try to do is like give our perspective as also as educated young black men and mm-hmm. our like views on like what life is, are we planning for the future, and kind of talk about things that we believe most people want to talk about, but at the same time don't really have the space or the people that they you know or the environment to that yeah. they can really get these thoughts off about these deeper, like, topics and conversations. For sure. Absolutely. Just talking about, you know, from a place of transition, you know, mm-hmm. um, graduating college, being in college, uh, figuring out what's next and those next steps. So, you know, a lot of conversations about what transition looks like, you know, how to grow and develop. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all trying to do, I think, you know, here on this pod as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, We're yeah. definitely a coming of age. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And by I'm every str- definition. I'm by I'm every definition. <laughs> Tur- turn of the decade, to say the least. <laughs> yes, yes. And shows like this, um, both at the dinner conversations and thoughts from a counselor, we need shows like this. And this is why collaborations um, between these two shows is so powerful, right? We're going through these transitions. We're growing together. We're developing together. And we are just going to share just a smidge of, not not a smidge, maybe a lot of knowledge on how you can navigate this world. Exactly. Now, whether you take the knowledge, that's not on us. However, we will provide it as best as we can. You can't force people to drink. Exactly. You can't force people to drink. <laughs> exactly. Bring them to the world. <laughs> so true, so true. Pastor Reed, Pastor Reed. Facts. Mike Amen. Got it. Amen. Listen. So, um, since we're talking about uh Holy Ghost and, and state of mind, I want to know how and where you all are at right now before we get into this conversation. How are you all feeling? <laughs> I mean, I've been feeling like frustrated, I'm not gonna lie. All right. Because still being in school when there's a you know unprecedented catastrophe happening to your country and your people and disproportionately yeah, our you know, our people too as well. Yeah. Um, it's hard to focus. It's hard to care about you know research <laughs> yeah. when you know right. yeah. millions of people have lost their jobs and like your students' parents are losing their jobs and yes. so on. So yeah, um, like you getting emails to check projects and stuff, and it's like, yo, the world is on fire right now. Yeah, For sure. You know the 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 American myth is collapsing in front of your eyes, and you want me to <laughs> turn in. <laughs> turn in turn you, you want me to right. CCT, man. right? <laughs> so, Finish yeah. this lit review. So I'm just trying to keep keep myself balanced, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think um, today's Sunday. It's a it's a good day. Mm-hmm. I listened to my sermon this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, shout out to all the churches that's doing live stream. Amen. Um, yes. And, yeah. set, and set up their cash apps, of course, obviously. <laughs> listen, listen, you still gotta pay your time. Absolutely, yeah, listen, listen. and the pastor still got bills at his house, man. Absolutely. Don't leave your pastor listen, hanging. Don't do that. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to all those churches. Make sure y'all still tie in. That's not the episode um, today. <laughs> but um, that definitely, you know, got my spirit in a good place this morning. The, the topic of the sermon was why worry, right? And yes. So, you know, in a time like this, I think that message was very important. So, I think it started off on a good track. You know, I'm excited to be with my brothers here yes. this afternoon. You know, as we talking it up, so. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing all right. Um, alive, healthy, and breathing, mm. safe. Hope everybody's doing well. Everybody's family's all right. 
Um, I'm good. Um, I'm fatigued like everybody else. I'm waiting for this school year to kind of wrap up. But yeah. once that happens, that means more hours from work. So I, I don't know when the Preach. struggle will end. But right, right. <laughs> I'm good. I'm blessed and highly favored, as they say. So. Hey, that's powerful, man. Libra, how about you? Yeah. I think I'm right there with Mike. Uh, it's, it's really hard to, you know, sit down and say, yeah, I should lock in on this project when – you got to manage yourself. You got to manage your family. You got to manage all the bags you thought was, you know, zipped up that suddenly are wide open that you may have to refill with, you know, new opportunities, you know, for some of us, new funding, things of that nature. But, you know, trying to stay positive. Uh, I've been able to rediscover some of my crafts due to <laughs> the free time. Right. So that's, so that's how I'm adjusting. <laughs> yes, yes. Paul, how you, how you doing, Paul? Man, I'm doing well, man. Um. I think everyone is, is touched on the same feeling that I'm feeling around tiredness and, and functioning in spite of this tiredness. However, um, I, I am grateful on, on Stephen's point, like just to be living, right? I know so many people that are either affected by this virus or still dealing with ailments that they've already had and they're still, you know, fighting to survive. So for me to be in good health and to be able to still pursue my, my passions and my purpose while, uh, getting paid to do so um it's not bad that's not a bad way to live mm-hmm. and and i wanted to also highlight the fact that these three men on um, libra and we had an episode last week uh around um scholars right these are three of the young men that was brought up in that episode so much right those leaders that we were talking about so i feel really good because i'm around so much greatness right now uh, i'm always around libra and i have wonderful energy and chemistry with him because he's great in itself but now i'm around three other brothers who have that same level of uh, of greatness and i just feel better because of it so i i feel good as you knew i would that's what the song says. and i mean that's, that's a great point you know uh pandemic aside you really do have to seek spaces and people who make you feel not just good about yourself, but make you feel good to even be there. Right. Because I think what a lot of people miss is, you know, we'll choose careers, we'll choose the songs we want to listen to, but you also got to choose the people in your life, you know? Don't just sort of choose or rather accept those who are around you. You know, try to try to seek those who also mirror you and add to you. Absolutely. So, Libra, what are we talking about today? I think we've got this we What's did a wonderful topic? job introducing everybody. <laughs> we got our energies highs. We're ready, pumped up and ready to go. But what are we talking about today, brother? All right. So today we're going to talk about hood loyalty. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. to just break that down just a little more in depth, you know, this is a conversation surrounding and balancing the responsibilities of brotherhood. Yeah. And more specifically, Within your neighborhood, you know, um, a lot of us are mentors, you know, a lot of us are older brothers or just older siblings, but how do you care for those around you? You know, do you support the kids selling water, selling candy? Mm. Like, you know, how, how do you take care of the hood that you live in? That's loaded. Not in a bad way, but I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. In a good way, y'all. Yeah. We all about good vibes, you know? For sure, for sure, for sure. And uh, the first segment is going to be how we define brotherhood. Uh, since this topic is really big and really grand, y'all know we try to make sure we give y'all how we're going to discuss it for the sake of the pod. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be good now for all of us to do so. And I'll start with uh, I'll start with you, Stefan. How you want to define brotherhood? I would say for me, brotherhood is like. Uh, it's almost similar to a family dynamic in a sense. We have different individuals, um, men 
who have a collective unity within one each other, right? Not to say they have the same ideology or same beliefs, but they have the same connection and responsibility to each other to uplift one and to take care too. And so people who are in a brotherhood kind of carry these two values with each other and it's kind of, it's not temporary. The idea, they don't always last per se maybe, but the idea is it should last and should be something that carries on you throughout life. You should recognize that your brotherhood is somebody who's grown with you throughout life, whether you met them in college or you met them when you were five years old. And so yep. I, personally for me, that's how I break it down. Okay, okay. And then, Paul, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, brotherhood to me is um, the bond, right, that that unspoken understanding between two black or black men in general um, around just supporting each other. So I think it's it's deeper than just I'm looking out for you. It's it's knowing checking in when I know that you're going through something being brotherly. Right. Um, we, we all have different experiences with our siblings that we can't choose. However, when I think about brotherhood, I think about those that fa- those family members, those siblings that I get to choose in my relationship um, with them. Right. So I, I consider my brotherhood right here with everyone on this pod. This is a part of my brotherhood, right? My support network, my my foundation, if you will. So I think brotherhood provides, uh, for a, a layman's term definition, brotherhood is the bond and the foundation that's uh, created between black males. Corey, what mm-hmm. about you? Um, I think it, it's, you know, to add to what um, both gentlemen have said, I think it's that commitment, yeah. right? And so... The commitment means, you know, when times are good, when times are bad, you know, there's that commitment. When, you know, I'm at my highest point, when I'm at my lowest point, you know, there's that commitment. So knowing that I can call upon my brother and he'll answer those calls and, you know, answer those requests, those SOS messages sometimes, right? Right. To, to, come, to come and save me. Facts, facts. Um, side of the road, side of the road. Yes. You know, that, that commitment. Ha- <laughs> exactly. That commitment, you know, has been signed and that um, commitment has been sealed and, and sort of stamped with approval. Um, on both ends of the spectrum. So I think it's that commitment on both sides. I don't think brotherhood can be one-sided, and I think it could be detrimental when it is, when you think you can trust somebody and, you know, they, they don't provide. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you rolling with, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I define – I don't think – I do define it as uh, – I define brotherhood as uh, kind of like a mutual – understanding but also a community too and that community can exist between just two brothers i I believe um that's where it starts at at least and um it's something that when i think it's the it's like i think brotherhood is real when your brothers aren't around and like you can feel like you know what dang i'm having a hard time let me call paul i'm having a hard time let me hit steve you know i'm having this (laughs) issue you like you know it's that belief (laughs) it's that it's that that passive belief that you know that you have this community nature with someone or just be able being able to rely and connect with people too um also that this person understands you as well um which is something that's very hard to find you know with black men and yeah. also amongst black men too at the same time so you know that's very important for me to be able to say I understand Corey his background and who he is as a person and yes. like everyone on this podcast as well yes um so that's what you know brotherhood is to me is going beyond like what we kind of what the kind of surface level is to each other yep. and being able to see like you know I see Paul as a person I see what he's about and I'm going to rock with him and he's going to yeah. rock with me for what I'm about too mhm and I think everybody really put it kind of perfectly so I can keep mine short. The only aspect of brotherhood I think I might have missed hearing was the accountability too. Yes. Because I think mm-hmm. for a lot of people, we define brotherhood as like supporting us and being mm-hmm. there for us in like positive ways, right? Like if mm-hmm. I uh, if I got a performance, you coming to support me. 
But I think it's also, you know, being willing to pull me to the side and be like, yo, you messed up. Because I think a lot of us do only define brotherhood or support, period, as the pushing us up, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes brotherhood is pulling us to the side saying, hey, you know what, uh, Paul, c- c- come here for a second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just yeah. to make sure when, uh, you know, when we do have those moments of, yeah, let's revise this. We can make sure that everybody is in an accord as opposed to me just letting you go forward because I've known you since you was five. Right. And it takes that brother. It, it, it really tests your brotherhood because you talk about accountability. There's some brothers, and I know that we all can um, attest to this, especially from my scholars, that when you hold someone accountable, they don't respond to that. Right. Or they start tap dancing. Uh, exactly. They, they they tap dancing like Gregory Hines. Right. Uh-huh. So, so they trying to <laughs> dance around these things. However, um, they can't handle that accountability. So I, I sometimes wonder if true brotherhood is what brothers actually want, right? Because it sounds like we all are saying similar things, like we want that type of brotherhood. But in the sense, when we think about these young brothers that are out here, these, um, these young scholars or these young students that are black men in general who are coming up, like do they truly feel or understand what brotherhood means to them? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to them? I really would love to know. And I mean, I think you put that perfectly. And that begins to transition into the next question. What is the first experience that comes to mind when you hear of the word brotherhood? You know, how does brotherhood really feel to y'all when y'all decide to say to somebody like, you know what, that's my brother, as opposed to just like my friend or the homie? This is interesting. Um, Because the way I think about that question is kind of like twofold. Kind of like, A, when you kind of found your first brother, quote unquote, and then mm-hmm. when did you collectively find like a group of brothers? So I'll say, mm-hmm. like, for me, my god brother, he's like six months younger than me. But I, that was kind of like my first brother until my brother was actually born in like 2001. So that was kind of like the main guy I kicked it with, like, the first early years of my life until I was about five. And so, like, he was kind of like that first real brother that I have. And it wasn't like, oh, like, I'm older brother, he younger brother. It was just like, we brothers. Like, <laughs> we're equal in standing. You know, we both the same age. We right. go into the same preschool. We go into the same McDonald's on Sundays after church because no one wanted to cook low-key. And if we wanted some fries, like, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it was one of those type <laughs> things. And then that grew into kind of like more of a brotherhood when I met, like, my best friend from church. And I introduced my gobber to my best friend. And they're mad cool. So now we all three brothers. And now <laughs> right, we're all right. doing sleepover. And now we all sitting up to 3 o'clock playing 2K. Right. And now we all balling at the park with the dudes from across the street trying to see who's better and this, that, and the third. So I think that first experience stems from, like, when I was first born. Because I don't even know when. I don't know my – I know my earliest memory, but I knew my gobber before. Then. Like, there's pictures of us literally about six months old or, like, a year old just sitting with each other and ha-ha kiki playing with um, Fisher-Price trucks. As y'all should. Look, speaking, so. of, speaking of Fisher-Price <laughs> Fisher, right, right. Fisher trucks, excuse me, I think that made a good point. You know, I think I have a brother, too, like a blood brother, right? Mm. But it was my best friend. My blood brother is eight years older than me. And so it was my boys across the street that was really my brothers growing up. And I have sure. pictures of my... Fisher Price uh, Chevy Silverado. There we go. Right, my father called it the heavy Chevy. Right, the heavy right. Chevy. Right, right. And you know them cars fit two people for sure. But I had two friends. Right, it was three of us. <laughs> and so there's pictures of, of one of my boys. I'm always a driver. Yeah. But, but, one of, but one of my boys is in like the trunk, like holding on to the to the heavy Chevy, and we driving right, around right. the street. And the street was only so big. But when you 
four or five years old, the street seems like that's it's the big. whole world. Right, yeah. right. That's a lake. That's very true. Right. <laughs> Why does a lake? You know, we only had two seats, but we was gonna make sure three people got on. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's what brotherhood is. It's you know saying, you know, I only got two pieces, but I got three people and we gonna we're gonna find a way to make sure everybody gets fed. So true. So mm-hmm. so true. I think for me Not for real. Yeah, you know, I, I think for me I I'm along the same theme as like the previous uh, you know, host is that I I always go back to my childhood and when I hear brotherhood. I just see like the streets of Philly where I was going. Right. Um, Tell them where we from, man. <laughs> and <laughs> there is something I don't know. I think that brotherhood, like I think that's where I first sensed it or where I first felt it. it just being able to just like be yourself and be outside and be with dudes that I you just met on the block. <laughs> like you know, we're like you're young, yeah, like right. and that's your god brother. But like you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're you don't know anything about less much less each other. <laughs> but yeah, you were having right. fun, you know, and like like you took on the world together and you ran, you played, you know, you, you laughed, you did whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you fought, like you know, yeah. you did whatever. That's but how you know, but yeah, and then sometimes that's where we learn too. When we're young boys, that we can fight and still come back next day. Like yeah, you good, you good, and exactly. we go we go play ball, we go do wall ball or something. <laughs> like do some nonsense um yeah so i think that's for brotherhood and like that's the first experience i always come i always just remember being on the streets and just being able to be with other 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 young brothers on the street mm-hmm. uh, do y'all used to play burn in elementary school Apparently, what? of burn? course yeah play what libra no libra you from manchester right that's how yeah so yeah so yeah you, huh? you know <laughs> y- y'all never played burn before burn nah. Four square, maybe? No, so wall ball. <laughs> wall ball. So, okay, wall ball is probably equivalent to burn. Uh, like, wall ball is like you have, like, a tennis ball or something, yeah, and then, yeah. like, you got to run to the wall without getting, like, pegged. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. out here we call it burn. Uh, no, I wouldn't a, call a game like that burn. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, if that ball hit you, you was going to burn. I am about to say, when the ball hits you, it burn, guarantee. We got some baseball players <laughs> in elementary school. Them niggas <laughs> trying to go D1. <laughs> and I mean, man, they were beam you too it's like come on man like, it was never no light tab it was like oh he gunning because dudes was fast in elementary so they really throwing fastballs nah so yeah we call it burn I, y'all said wall ball so i wonder if that was the same thing yeah, that's yeah. i just assumed it was not figured it was yeah i'm here with you mike we called yeah. it wall ball i got you libra i'm holding on with you you good man uh, all right so so oh, you, you want to wrap up, Libra? Yeah, no, I was just going to add my take on it for the mm. first experience that reminded me of brotherhood. Um, I think the first experience I could think of for brotherhood was when, like, maybe, like, sophomore year of high school, that's when anime was starting to blow up outside of, like, the typical ones. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows Dragon Ball Z, right? Yeah. Everybody knows Naruto. But you name a new one that's sort of up and coming, everybody's like, Seven oh, you like sense. anime for real? We just like the Cartoon Network anime. Uh, one of my friends who also reads like manga and all of that gave me the opportunity to be like my full self right and talk about all the different stuff I like in relation to it and that's when I first started to realize that you know you you have those people who you just sort of associate with you chop it up with but your brothers are the people who you feel like you can be your full self with right even if your full self isn't something that they're acquainted with yeah no, that's facts. I I agree, I agree with that. I think not everybody. We were talking about this about two days ago. Like some people we call bro now, are not necessarily our brothers. You know no. that that kind of flies out our yeah. mouth because you know we as black men we refer to each other as bro or brother. Yeah, bro. yeah that's the socialization, <laughs> right? You throw it out there, but you in your head like I don't even like bro. <laughs> like how, how, how did bro come out and I'm irritated with him right now? <laughs> Came outside and already he on your nerves. Mm, yeah, so <laughs> they should be talking too much sometimes, man. No, nah, but that was it. <laughs> I call you bro if I don't know your name, but you ain't my brother. Hey, listen, Paul. <laughs> you ain't my brother until you talk prove about yourself, man. <laughs> man, you got to 
got to hit dudes with that. Oh, what's up? Like, no, and say nothing else. And that's how you get out of that. <laughs> Lee, I'm bad with Lee, we should have like, had you on our podcast because that's exactly what we were saying. Listen, <laughs> just, right. what's, what's up, bro? How you doing? How you living? Oh, man. bad. You know, like, dudes would dap you up, know your next class. He's like, damn. <laughs> exactly. No, that's, that's valid. That's valid. Um, so I'm going to lead us up into our next segment, really talking about the dimensions of brotherhood. You know, just like any type of relationship in life, there's, you know, multiple um, complexities that come with For a sure. brotherhood. It's not just, you know, just a simple bond. There's things that make up that bond, right? And things that can break that bond, of course. So the first question we want to look into is, um, what are the th- some of the things you think that do not exhibit a brotherhood? And what are some mm-hmm. clear signs that you and someone is not, you know, brothers in the sense that we're talking about a brotherhood? And, you know, this is so you feel compelled, so I ain't going to call on nobody, but whatever, whoever got it first. <laughs> but Look, if I don't know your name, like Paul said, right. you know, and I say, what up, bro, in replacement of your name. You're, you're not, not the brotherhood. Brother. You're not, you know, <laughs> you're brother. not my brother. Hey, brother. But I think um, <laughs> to add to that, um, I think the idea just around brotherhood sometimes is 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 not really displaying what, it means to be a brother. And I think I talked, I spoke on it a little bit earlier. However, like I think about Greek life and I think about uh, manufactured brotherhoods, right? So, and I'm a part of one, Corey's a part of one as well. And, and there's aspects that I do feel that they follow what brotherhood is. But um, what we see nine times out of 10 is not really brotherhood, man. Us throwing parties, that, that to me, that's, that's not brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, yeah. Or or us uh, having uh, battles. <laughs> I, I ain't saying it. Right. I'm, I'm saying it. Not, not my I'm, place. I'm, I'm right here. I'm, listen, Paul, <laughs> yeah, Paul, Paul, take the wheel, bro. No, no, but to your point, like when I was an undergrad, that's what made me go, like, go against the idea of it because that's what I perceived. That's all they did. That's what I was right. I perceived right. it. When I was younger. Yeah, I was Absolutely. Younger. Before I even knew any of the um, black group organizations. I ain't seen community but, service, but exactly. all, you know, uh, what's, what's Indian social club every, every right. Friday. Uh, so, so you see different orgs that are throwing parties and things like that. That's not That's not a negative. However, and this mm-hmm. is anything, even with Netflix having their own uh, show called uh, I don't know, the, the, Burning Sands, that Sands, got every like, fraternity oh, type. Uh, the movie wasn't good. From, <laughs> from, it was trash. Terrible acting. It doesn't well. matter from terrible movies acting. to whatever TV show we saw and, and had some idea of what Greek life was or what a brotherhood is, right? You What's that? Sound the Yard, the other one? Yeah, Sound the Yard. There you go. We associate brotherhood with that mm-hmm. and i think sometimes we miss out on what it truly means because we're so wrapped up in what we perceive to be what brotherhood really is and the perception is not reality that's what i'm trying to tell you that, that mm-hmm. is an excellent point i think that's a real excellent and i think point. like talking about like as a fellow uh, member of a black greek letter organization yes, yes, yes i think that accountability piece that Libra mentioned earlier is crucial and vital because i mean i think a lot of times as we talk about parties right to tell somebody you need to do more than throw a party you know paul and i sitting in an advisor <laughs> seat right you know it becomes difficult because right. a lot of people don't want to hear that accountability For sure right and it's not just greek life it's it's every organization that yeah, we're in like bros. you need to do more than throw a party right yeah. right bro's not strong enough to throw parties in that sense they know damn well we're not throwing parties <laughs> I, told, I told them that every week we are not no party organization let the, the other clubs the, handle about it. the best you get is a cookout and it'll be an event like an event like the football we used to and people really have an attitude over that they right. like oh so well, we can't have no fun it's like who said that nobody said Boy, that so i actually have a nobody little, said that <laughs> I, have a, I have a little side follow-up question like a little like so for my fraternity brothers so when you're in those when you have those conversations with them like what do you tell them if they're, if they're like yeah you need to do more than throw a party and they're like i don't want to do that 
No, wait, what do you, how, do you, how do you deliver that, first of all? Because I, but, I feel like the delivery like, scene. Has, I saw oh, you dressed like that. Oh, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so so that, that's what I'm asking. Corey, I'm, you I'm asking. <laughs> right. That's what I'm asking. Like, what do you do? Because I'm like, you said to me, you know, young, young, Paul right, knows me more right. than anybody in my leadership. I'm like, right. what are you here for? <laughs> right. what, what was you crossing for if you told me something you don't want to throw, you want to do community service or something? So I'm just like, how do y'all handle that but conversation? But to, 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 to Corey's point, right, we are brothers, right? When, when I said it. We, we talked about bros and brothers. By this point now, you are my brother. I should be able to address you and mm. say, just like Corey said, if you're not doing something, then and I'm pulling you up, I hope that you take that advice. What I use the word hope, right? Because, again, we are adults. We're leaders. We're facilitators. However, we cannot control what they do because we are advisors. We are not mm-hmm. uh, members. Directors. Right now, directors. Mm-hmm. You know, program coordinators, right? So if they choose to take our advice, wonderful. If they don't, we still support them because that's what a brotherhood, again, in your highs, your high moments, your low moments, I'm there. I'm being brotherly, right? right. I'm supporting you. It's not just about you not doing what I have to say because if it's just about me doing, you doing what I have to say, then I want to be a dictator. I don't want to be a brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is also leading by example, right? So, yes. you know, just two years ago, I sat in a presidency in the same the same chapter that I, you know I serve as an advisor for, and yeah. it's saying, "Hey, I can't be the person that says don't throw parties if I'm only focused on throwing parties, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I have to put as much effort into planning our leadership conference, mm-hmm. right, or planning our community service. And so, when I leave and I now transition to you know an advisor seat or just the older brother seat, mm-hmm. they could be like, "All right, Corey did this. We got to make sure this this still goes, right? This is five years mm-hmm. in. We got." make sure this still goes right the money is coming from places other than parties right. how can we still fundraise right mm-hmm. so i think it's about that i think we do all collectively at this table and virtually um for Libra, <laughs> right you know we do a great job of leading by example yes but i think that's the biggest measure of accountability in my opinion right and hold that's, that's go ahead, no because I, I think what we're getting now into the realm of is that brotherhood also involves people encouraging you to explore your other dimensions like yeah, yeah. we we know you like throwing parties. Y'all have thrown six parties. I know some of y'all like ball. You know, I know some of y'all might be able to beatbox. Mm-hmm. Like, let's think about the other needs we can do to foster a sense of community in our community. Because, you know, we, we know that we all like cookouts, right? But do. what you think can we do, right? Because we got to think about, too, who we might be missing out on because we're only known for the cookouts, right? We're only known mm-hmm. for the parties. And that goes into my like my take on the question about like you know what are some things do we think don't exhibit brotherhood? I think that mm-hmm. any actions that aren't based on like sp- specific values, like you know how you kind of communicate and treat your brothers, goes against brotherhood. So like that's and that's also like I think a lot of people don't want to hear this too because we live in a capitalist country. That's also the issues of money too as well. Right. Like you cannot have that come as a, that should never be a problem between you and another person. Like they shouldn't. Like mm-hmm. there needs to be something greater than that. You know, it needs to be something beyond like you know like they owe you five dollars <laughs> or like you know something <laughs> like that. You know, yes. um, but it's like hey, you, know, people, you do owe somebody five though. Make sure you pay that. Listen, oh yeah, of course. You have, never have, know have what I'm going through. I want listen. Exactly. I, I, I want I my coins. I agree. I agree. But you know, you know, I mean, it shouldn't be like some divide where like you know, it, like we allow to go that far you know and like it yeah. should like the way we treat each other should like it's not brotherhood like if like i can't trust you like you know right. if you're stealing trust. like you know stuff like that like you know you should Keyword. be able to have principles in your relationship to, with people yes. with your own brothers 
So that's I just want to like tie that up and for for that take. Um, so and like uh, while we're talking about like you know how we're treating our treating our brothers, how we like establish that community, and how we kind of navigate brotherhood. You know how does that really work too with our sisters as well <laughs> and across those those lines? Because that's another conversation we don't have too often too. Right. As many you know black shows, podcasts, and things that happen, you know, and everyone talk about what's well, how do we actually mend not what the divide is, but how do we mend that divide? You know, mm-hmm. you know how do yeah. we actually like bring that together? So yeah. you know our next question within this segment about the mentions of brotherhood is like you know what ways does brother your quote-unquote brotherhood or that kind of relation that we're talking about throughout this podcast how does it cross gender lines how does it go towards your sisters in your life or in general and how and actually i'm gonna say the follow-up question too as well okay um <laughs> let me jump right into this right so, <laughs> so these how are two does brotherhood cross yes. gender lines i think a brotherhood has a kind of has to, this is where it gets tricky right your brotherhood gets real tricky mm-hmm. but i think there's a joint responsibility to take care of women in the lives of personally the people in your brotherhood, but also have an understanding of women in general and, t- and try to support women, right? Mm-hmm. If you got a brotherhood that doesn't support women, right, I don't know kind of what route are you going with? Are you trying to, you know, is it, is it a man's club, <laughs> as they say? There's a lot of those. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? No, America's a man's club. Man, true. Yeah. Patriarchy. Uh-oh. A white man's club. Let's make sure. <laughs> you're, right, you're right, you're right. You're right. Let's, let's be specific. Let's be specific. That's right. Um, but I think... It's the idea that, you know, just because you have you have a union and a relationship with your brother does not mean that your gender is your enemy, right? I think there's this misperception that times like, you know, if I'm with my brother, I can't rock with her. Like, she's not my girl. This is my brother. This is my bro. Bros before hoes, X, Y, Z, this, that, and the third in a bag mm-hmm. of chips, right? And it's not necessarily supposed to be like that. It's more of understanding, like, you know, this is your brother, but you need to be able to, one, understand that just because this is your brother doesn't mean you can't hold your brother accountable for stuff, but also doesn't mean you you can't support the woman in either y'all life or the woman in general. And I think even when there's a conflict of interest, like let's say one of your boys and his girl, they had a falling out. It doesn't mean you got beef with your boy's girl. Maybe she did something dirty. That's not, maybe that's not your girl per se, but it doesn't mean you need to put that as a mission upon you to disrespect her or disrespect woman. Yeah. It's kind of understand like, bro, I know that they don't rock with her. You know, I'm going to have respect for her, but I'm not going to rock with her like I rock you because that's my brother. But in the same way without offending the other party, because what happens is when those type of breaks shift, there becomes a larger gap between men and women mm-hmm. in a hetero- heterosexual relationship we're talking, of course. Yeah. Um, yes, let's real, let, yeah, let me be open speak, with that. speak from yeah. our experience. Yeah. 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 my experience. Yes. I won't speak for there's the last something, there's, there's something we also do in our podcast. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. like, remind our audience, like, we only know I'm heterosexual. Right. I'm not none, of us, any, none of us are LGBTQ+. No. God bless those people, but mm-hmm. I can't uh, speak to what you're like. Yeah, I would not pretend I can know the experiences of other people. Oh, yeah. We got to put it out there. Sure. But understanding that when a break from two people happen in that type of sense, you can further um, expand that gap between two individuals or even a gender by trying to um, excoriate or trying to isolate or even disband out a person through like immense emotions and stuff like that. I think it's important, even though we are we are emotional individuals and we have emotions, we should express them to keep in mind that there are people are people too. You have you can't. Um, try to make situations worse than they already are. If you like I'm using a very specific example of course, but understand the responsibility of you as your brother to respect women in that sense, but also um hold your brother to their own standard and uh, their own standard, excuse me, and keep your brother as your own. So that was a long answer. I was yeah, long winded <laughs> as I told you. Hey, you, but. Had to get it you had to get up. You had to get up. You had to get up. to add to that in a in a more broad way, I think what a lot of dudes miss too about when they have to navigate their brotherhood and their brotherhood in relation to women, I think they miss that it shouldn't be at odds because yeah. a lot of dudes do feel like, oh, like, you know, if he has a girl, 
he's going to choose her over us. Or a lot of women have said they feel like, oh, dudes choose their friends over them. Mm-hmm. But it's like having effective relationships is also should, I mean, should also be applied to your brotherhood, right? Because your brotherhood shouldn't feel like you at odds with them because you have a girl now. And your girl shouldn't feel like she got to compete with you or is at odds with your brotherhood. But that's on the individual to also ask, okay, like, you know, which things am I exuding that contribute to that? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you were going in the direction of with internalization. We do them sort of effortlessly, right? Mm Because that's how socialization works. You don't realize what you're doing. But if at the core you do have that moment of stop, you know, actually listen to what everybody's saying around you, you know, as men, I recommend reading some resources on like sexism or massage too, but just making sure that you're hearing people out as opposed to brushing people off. Because as we know, a lot of brotherhoods are still informed by this idea of, oh, I got to be with the guys because women don't this and women don't that. And it's like, bro, how many women have you listened and talked to? (laughs) Right, right. You're right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to just add my take on here because um, I feel like, I feel like um, my brotherhood crossed gender lines through the fact that I believe that, like, I treat my own brothers, like, you know, as I respect them as who they are as people and their 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 plights, you know, what they go through, I tend to support them for who they are and so on. I do the same thing towards oh, all women, but I'm glad I got shot out black women, but definitely to my black women mm-hmm. um, and who need it more than anybody. And so, you know, and I think that that's just, like, a difference that what – how I treat, like, how mine, brother, like, quote-unquote brotherhood relates to women because I think that the only way we can truly say that, I could, I can truly say that I extend that same type of, you know, relationship to and that type of effectiveness and that communication, that support to women is by acknowledging what they go through, acknowledging, like, their patriarchy and stuff like that, acknowledging that they, you know, their gender pay gaps and stuff like yeah, that. Like, yeah. I don't believe that we can say we support women. Let's listen to black women, but we don't talk about the things that directly affect their lives. Right. Like, what, what, is, right. what are we talking about? You know, right. like, and uh, I'm tired of seeing on Twitter. I, I truly, personally, I, I need to start talking about black. it. Um, they do. We do everything but talk about the specific problems that attack, you know, black women. Okay. But we say support black women. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you know, right. we, we throw up. Always listen to black women, but it's never get black women paid equally. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's never support like let's cancel student debt because black women like the most disproportionate, you know, like like owners of, of like of education debt in the right. country. Um, stuff like that. And so, like, and you also acknowledging, like, I'm personally, like, I'm a radical feminist. Like, I, and I've been reading literature over the past few years. So I do believe that, you know, we have to, like, the only way black men and black women will ever kind of overcome that, like, divide that we have and all the issues that we ever, whatever you see on Twitter. Like, yes, oh, all of yes. it. All of it in one box. Everything you've ever seen. Misogyny, you know, domestic, everything yes. in one box. Only way we can get over that is if we get over the way that, you know, that patriarchy tells us that we need to have differences in the way we view ourselves in positions with each yeah. other and, and in our relationships too. Like, we're not going to get anywhere. Like, it's not. If we just have to, like, because we, we, we had specific examples like say, oh, dudes, like, we have a girl, stuff like that, but we all know, like, other men in our lives. That's an understatement. Yes. We've known men around women we've known men behind closed doors and yes. sometimes I tell women they're not better people behind closed doors no, no. there are things they say are not more lightly like you know they're not you know taking it easier no they say even worse things behind closed doors about right. women um, right. and so and that's the issue like you know and that's where kind of, that's where accountability has to come in too at that kind of way too but I think that that's just like how and like how like that my view of women as well because like if we want true freedom like that true black freedom that we you know 
everyone talks about and yeah. everyone wants to fight for it. Like, you know, we really have to like fight for freedom. Like, for you sure. know, yeah. and like really free these women. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. like, like, I mean, like to the deepest level. It's not oppression Olympics, right? You yeah, exactly. Know, we're, exactly. we're not here to argue. <laughs> yes. So like everything I say, yeah. I think somebody had mentioned, it might have been Steven, being your most authentic self by also understanding that you can't recognize everything for that other person, right? right. So mm-hmm. I'm not here to say anything a black woman says to me isn't true. Right. right. Everything yeah. she says to me about her experience yeah. is true in her experience. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not for me to question. Exactly. I think we have to get over that mindset that, mm-hmm. you know, we got it worse. Now nah, they got it worse. Now nah, we got it. No, like we, like we all we all here swinging and I'm we going all down. hurt. Right. Exactly. Our body's still right. going to the grave. Like, okay. you know, doesn't. Okay. Exactly. I'm going down swinging for her. Hopefully the same way she's going down swinging for me. And that mm-hmm. talks that brings me to the point about reciprocity. Right. Mm-hmm. When I think about Adam and everyone is saying so much truth. When I apply brotherhood to my to my uh, experiences, I think about my relationship, and you all know uh, with Monique, right? That's mm-hmm. like that's somebody that I, she is a part of my brotherhood, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she that's is, how she it is, be. That's she how it be. exactly. She identifies as a woman. She's happily married. Great one. Everything is great about Monique Nia Golden, but that is my sister, right? Mm-hmm. What I would do for Stephen, Mike, and Corey and Liebert, I would do for her, and it doesn't matter of um, what things she's going through if if i'm oppressed if i'm going through something it's the fact that i'm supporting her at the same time because that's my sister right when yeah. you're a brother you do those things regardless of the circumstance that that to me is how brotherhood crosses those gender lines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was good delivery <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, brothers. No, I think I think that's valid. And I think, you know, transitioning a little bit, you know, we talk about it. We talked about it throughout the episode. Right. But moving into the next segment, talking about brotherhood through lived experiences. Right. So there's no straight lines of brotherhood. Right. There's there's ups and downs. There's swaying left and swaying right. Right. There's there's battles and there's good times. There's laughter and there's tears and punches, punches <laughs> thrown sometimes, too. Facts, right. Facts. But that's brotherhood through these experiences. All right. So the, the next question I want to talk about is, you know, how do you handle conflicts among your brotherhood? I, I have a quick answer. I, I, for me personally, it's just diplomacy. I think that like you have to communicate. There's no other way it's going to get over it. Um, and like I think that. I used to tell people too, like, you know, only way true compromise happens is when both sides have to give something. They yeah. you have to give something. Yeah. And that's not always physical or material, but you have to give like either something emotional or some like a psychological or prideful standpoint that you have. Like you right. have to be able to be like, you know what? This isn't important. How about whatever I, I believe in or whatever the issue was? I want to connect with this person. I care about this relationship more. So let me just like, you know what? I was wrong or, you know, or you know what? Let's just like, let's do something. Let's move past this type right. of thing. You know, you, ha- you have to be able to just communicate effectively. Right. Own it. And I think yeah. um, being able to to recognize that everyone plays a part in, in the reason why conflict is happening. It doesn't matter that maybe it's 80, 20 percent. The fact that I have any percentage in it, I should own that fact and try to move uh, forward because I care more about the, the situation reg- regardless of or relationship um, more so than me being right or wrong. So mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. Um, diplomacy is probably my, the way that I would solve conflict um, as well. And also, like, last point, but also, yeah, like, you know, your action brings your words to life. And I always yes. say it as, as, yes. as I taught younger writers, too, like, you know, like, what you're saying has to be able to be real. Like, we're, I know we're saying a lot of things, but we're talking about our experiences, what we believe, and things mm-hmm. we've done in our lives before, you know, with our relationships. So um, you have to be able to, like, really grapple with the fact that, like, you know, if if you're going to say that I care about Steven, I care about him being a good friend of mine for life, like, I, I'm not going to be like, yeah, you know, I, I don't know, he looked at me the wrong way, so I'm not going to talk <laughs> right. to him or something like that, you know? I wish Mike would. Sounds stupid like that, you know? Right. I'm serious, right. I'm playing, man. Yeah. 
Oh, man. Um, <laughs> no, I think for me is like when there's a conflict, I think brothers within a brotherhood, right? You need to be able to articulate what, I don't want to say what your problem is. That sounds mad <laughs> rude, but like li- literally like, you know, what is, um, what, what are your strifes? You know, understand what I'm saying? Like you can't sit there and be upset about something, have a conflict and then sit idly and like let that kind of pent up aggression and um, anger and frustration lead into something else that's probably way smaller for you to blow up and do this, that, and the third or complain about everything at once. I think people who are my brothers, whether they be in person or on FaceTime or in the group chat, when I don't agree with something, I just say it, like, you know, right then and there, we can hash it out right there. And then maybe it might be a repeated discussion per se, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's important for us to articulate our points. I, re- I think it irks my nerves when people kind of, like, run from the discussion. Like, oh, you, you're not about yeah. to listen, or right. nah, you chatting, or you're using that one example, and it's like, nah, like, you know, we're we having a discussion, you know, come to the table correct. Like, I'm trying to come correct, you're going to come correct, and let's try to solve this. Absolutely. And we might not agree at the end of it, but at the very least, I will understand what, you're, what point you were trying to make or what you're trying to say, and I'll have that in the back of my mind. And so yeah. I think it's important for that level of communication, and I think it's, it's, it's also important that you don't let, unless it's very, very morally conflicting, let that break up the brotherhood. Like I have things I I think probably find a bunch of things that me and these brothers agree with, um, on a different level on different things. But it's not something that one will let come between us, and two, we're not going to stop it from educating each other from our perspective. And I think that's the most uh-huh. important thing. Yeah, I mean, it's also you know to Stephen's point, you know, putting pride in the back seat, right? You know, I think you know, you know us, us as as <laughs> black men, you know, pride can be. Hell of a drug. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And pride could be a vice or a virtue, right, in, in many cases. And so, you know, I was talking to Paul the other day about, you know, a brotherhood situation that I feel like, you know, mending, right? But it's about yeah. putting that pride to the side yeah. and saying, you know, there's there's not really, most of the time the conflict is is minute, right? Absolutely. It's, 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 <laughs> but that, that pride and that time, because of the pride, makes it seem bigger than it is, right? And so, so I think true. it's about putting that pride in the back seat and putting the seatbelt on it, and you know, and y'all driving that brotherhood in, in a positive direction. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to add to, uh, to Stephen's point too, I think the most important thing about the conflict is recognizing that perhaps you can't just approach it how you see fit. That you got to be willing to at least hear how they would like to go about it. Right. Because when he brought up how you know, like you know, we having a conversation, let's talk about it. I know for me personally, I had to realize that you got to allow people to get the space to be ready to talk about it mm-hmm. because, you know, my personality is such that, oh, like, you know, like, what's up? Let's talk about it now. <laughs> yeah, but that's some, definitely me. I'll squash it. <laughs> yeah, but some people will want a little bit of time to maybe put their thoughts together or maybe they just don't like having hard discussions when already upset. Mm. So realizing that, you know, you may have to adjust your communication style because, you know, you're not talking to yourself in the mirror. You're talking to a whole another person. Right. So you got to be willing to consider how they would like to be spoken to and when. And I think the, uh, the most important aspect of the conflict, too, which I've already heard get talked on, is what is the nature of the discussion? Yeah. Because sometimes people are, not all the time, but sometimes people are upset because of a misunderstanding that they have. And they do try to make that burden to other parties. Right. You know, to draw on the male socialization a little bit, dudes might get very, very upset when you point out, yo, are you sad? Like, what's going on? They're like, man, I'm not sad. Like, <laughs> like, <"Hey>, yeah. <laughs> because, you, because you trying to check in with them. Right. 
And like I just said, that is a them thing. Because it's like, bro, all I asked was, are you sad? What you, what's good with you? Mm-hmm. But because of the way we're socialized, it can be hard to realize that the issues we're having are internal-based mm-hmm. compared to external. Right. And sometimes we attach our internal issues externally to somebody else. Now it's, man, Paul always trying to be funny, asking me if I'm sad. He know I ain't no, I'm not sad. And it's like, but bro, you was just talking the other day about how you battle to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And that's directly related to society saying men shouldn't have feelings except anger. Right. So you're like, you know, we got to get to the core of the conflict as well. Because we, we can discuss the conflict, sure. But unless we also discuss how we move forward from it, then we're just sort of talking about the talk. Right. Well, you know, we're going in circles. Right. Acknowledge it. Own it. Move from it. Follow that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. No, that's so true. And And I think you all have been shedding light on not only conflict within brotherhood but your ideas around brotherhood since you've started to form them back in the day to right now so i want i wanted to pose this question to you all so since we're all now college you all some of you just graduated college you're in graduate Mm -hmm. school now so everyone here is a graduate student and your (laughs) ideas around brotherhood have definitely grown and evolved since you were five years old is that fair to say yeah, I think so. Just a little bit. A little <laughs> There's a small, smidge, small right? Growth, small, small right. growth. Right. So, um, brothers, if you wouldn't mind enlightening me with what aspects of brotherhood has adjusted for you? What has grown? What is one of the um, more positive things or more um, impactful things that you've seen um, adapt in brotherhood for you? You got it? <laughs> nah, <laughs> you, you started off. No, you started off. Started off. Um... What I've adapted. Um, well, after graduating, I've been blessed to to have earned um, some leadership roles, and so that of yeah. course changed the way I related to brothers of my age and younger as well, and older, I guess, as well. And um, I think one thing that has changed for me is like the mindset of a, have like a growing like and like maturing the mindset of a leader. That that really changed me a lot over the past like seven months. Um, it might sound like a short time, but man, grad school, <laughs> grad school sharpens you faster than anything else. So true, honestly. And that experience changes you. Um, we're all tired now. I see our faces. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that that has helped me grow. And and one thing I learned about leadership is what I tell younger people too is that you know being a leader is about being strong for yourself and other people at the same time. So now, and that's a very principal thing about being about brotherhood. Because yeah, he could have like your brother could have like a horrible opinion. And you could be taking the wrong path, but like you need that patience. You need to be there for them. <laughs> Like even when they get on your last nerve, even yeah. they don't listen for the times like lecture you gave them. Right, How many right. times you have to sit down with this one person? But <laughs> you know, like you, but that's just like being there. Like you have to like you know summon that strength for them too, and like being able to have that belief and like keep that going forward for them. So that's been the most like. I guess, like, the most, like, thing I've learned over the past couple of months is, like, how to really, like, be there for other people. Like, you know, mm. how does it really manifest and how can you show the young people who are always watching us, like, what, what the steps they should be taking as well. Right. Um, and, and, like, also some, like, self-reflection on, like, my own identity as, as well as, like, as a person. Like, you know, as someone who's looking forward to, like, uprising and freeing all children of this country as well. That's my personal goal. That's a different story for yeah. a different day. But, you know, but also, like, telling them, like, you know, they can be better than what's been, you know, projected to them as well. Right. Modeling that behavior and, mm-hmm. and, and giving them mm-hmm. examples of what to strive for. What's the model? You're leading by example. Lead by example. So. <laughs> Lead by example. I like that. It's all connected. I Steve? feel like for me, uh, one of the things I've adapted is um, an increased responsibility of um, essentially managing my brothers in the sense of my sons, quote unquote. Oh, God. And <laughs> they are your sons. Um, and, <laughs> and I have a lot of sons. I'm, I'm a single father working this out. <laughs> 
as kind of understanding, um, for I guess from a graduate standpoint, the complexities of the different backgrounds people come from, and knowing where to put people to kind of maximize their success. And I think as an undergrad is a bit different because I think the idea is kind of like you know you're gonna pull that person along with you, kind of throw them mm-hmm. on your back, and you know you kind of like you know a little brother head on the shoulder like I got you. I think right. graduate, I kind of sit behind the table and was like, I want you to grow. You know, here's the seed. Let me see how you take care of this plant type of thing. And here's advice here and there. Mm-hmm. And here's some things you can do. But I want to, I want you to own your success, right? Right. You know, you know your sex, I don't think your success should be because of me. It, I should be a part of your success. For sure. And so it's the idea that in order to grow my brothers, I have to give my brothers space to grow and not necessarily sit there and water their plant for them no, and make mm-hmm. sure to put the plant outside so it gets enough sun right. and brings out. They got to be doing that themselves so they feel responsible for their own growth and then they're proud of their own growth and recognize they can do it on their own. You know what's crazy? I, I think that also helps that we work for students too. And that's where yeah. I've seen that too. And yeah. It's like the the ultimate like, you know, paradox of being like a mm-hmm. like working with students. You're like, you 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 wish you could do your homework for them. <laughs> you wish you could help them succeed, but <laughs> you can Listen. only go to a certain point and then you have to let them like find their way too. So it's always yeah. hard, like, you know, like that sounds weird, but it's always ironically weird that like allowing people to have their growth is like frustrates us the most. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's the potential's there. That's yeah. the frustrating thing. But you know, it, it's crazy because we can't like give them our way because everyone's way is different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a lot. It's so much. We so can't much want it way. more than they want it. Yeah. And that's, and that is that's a struggle in itself, mm-hmm. right? If you, if you don't want it, then yeah. I don't know what I could do at that. Dr. Hunter right. say that too. Yeah. You can't, you can't, he can't want it more than you. And I was like, exactly. yeah, you're right. I can't want it. <laughs> Shout out Dr. Hans. Go Hans. I would just add that for me, I've learned over time that sometimes the best way to be a brother is to listen, mm-hmm. right? And so I think we talked about it on our one of the last episodes of our podcast, you know, working in industry and working in academia, wherever we work, you know, as a 20, as a early, in our early 20s can have us being friends with people that's 40, right? That could, those could be our best friends just because of the nature of our work. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times, you know, I could be, a brother to somebody that's 19 coming into college in that capacity. But at work, you know, I could be a brother listening to somebody that's, you know, 45 trying to give me advice about the world. And I think for me, it's learning that I don't know the answer. Right. Yeah. And that I need to listen. I could learn just as much from that 19 year old as I can learn from that 45 year old. So, true. So you know, my grandfather always told me, you know, you got two eyes, two ears and one mouth for a reason. Right. And so it's, it's listening before I speak, right? It's it's mm. watching before I speak and I respond. Right. Um, not just when I'm in the presence of somebody older, but also when I'm in the presence of somebody my age or younger. Right. Because that doesn't mean that they don't have lessons to teach. Sounds like granddad said he wanted you to be methodical. He wanted you to be calculated. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That was my man. Right. 50 grand. Right. My man, 50 grand. Uh, 100, 150 oh, grand. 150 grand. Yeah, give him 150 grand. 500 grand. All right, all right. Uh, no, no comment, no comment. Anyone else have any thoughts? Oh man, I think, uh, I think that was good. No, go ahead. Wait, who go ahead? Mm-hmm. No, I, I'd, I'd say I'm, I, I say I'm good. I said my piece. I'm, I'm chilling. Okay. <laughs> uh, to add to it, I think for me, the way my view of brotherhood has grown is also realizing that you can be brothers from afar. Yeah. Because you know, especially in the lower schools, like middle and high school, you know, all your brothers are at least in the same school or maybe like a town away. But, you know, in college, you know, when you up and you go to school in a different state, you realize that, oh, if that's still going to be your brother, you, you got to put effort into that long distance relationship, as does he. Yeah. And you got to be willing to expand your brotherhood, you know, and make new brothers. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, like when I first got to college at Morehouse, my first thought was, dang, 
I really got to make new friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to reset. Screwed, I got to start all yeah, over I, again. Like, you know, it, it ain't no wall where you could just go play burn that and, you know, yeah. pick people oh, up. Now, no, nah. it's no gym, <laughs> but you play dodgeball. Yeah, that's just a funny name was, for a game. <laughs> burn. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not with the name. I, I, don't, I really didn't know there's such a difference between, and it's crazy how y'all all have the same New York and Philly got this, not New York. <laughs> New Haven mm-hmm. and Philly got the same name, but once you come, you got past Waterbury, you know, up <laughs> here we call it Burn. East Hartford, Hartford, Windsor, Manchester. You say you about to play Burn. I'm like, what are you about to play? Burn. That's what I'm saying. You, you burn? Play. You, you about to play with fire? Right. Can't touch uh, the stove? Play. Mama said not Damn, to play with fire. All the playing work. We all talking about the same thing, just by a different name. <laughs> got sure. like five yeah, names. For sure. Y'all over here playing yeah. with the iron. Those uh, black pocket cultures yeah. in America. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So true. just like I, I remember as kids, y'all remember that one rumor about Tierra that somehow every black child in the country heard yeah, about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all like, heard no, about that. None of, none of us had the internet. None of us was <laughs> traveling. So how did all black children hear the same <laughs> rumor? Ears to the streets, Lee. That's a question they want you to ask. That's like telepathy is something. Because right, like we right. was five, six, seven, and somehow we all was connecting. On level. Right. No, that's true. Like the five of us, like five of us are from very different places. And yes. we all heard the same thing. We was all we was on AOL that day. Man. <laughs> about, about <laughs> the main group chat was popular. I heard that I heard it in school though. <laughs> but um oh yeah, and this is the last thing to add too is realizing that my view of brotherhood is gonna grow as I do. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you in school, brotherhood might be doing homework together, whereas in college Brotherhood might be talking about your career plans, whereas in graduate school might be helping each other look for opportunities. You know, you got to continue to update your view because if you're still acting like a brother in the way you did at 16 and you 25, you might not be being the best brother. Because no. at 16, we just sort of had homework and maybe getting some Wendy's or something to worry Expectations about. Expectations change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And that's okay. Too. Right. People keep focused on Staying the same, you know, ten toes down. It's like, yo, maybe you should lift a toe up, right? So you could be a better you. So true, and and I would just echo that. Um, as we transition before we close, um, being able to grow, being able to expand your thoughts around the idea of what brotherhood is should be an ongoing journey. And as young men, um, I think it's it's powerful to hear that we all are are open to this growth, open to this change, mm-hmm. and are willing to be brotherly to not only people that have our blood, but mm-hmm. also that we get to choose to be around. And and I think it's beautiful to to hear and see that we are so d- down for the get down, down for the brotherhood, <laughs> down right? For the get down. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with that being said, um, usually with Thoughts of a Counselor, we have this closing segment, right? It's called Lead by Example. We're still going to do it. However, we needed to add some more flavor to it, right? We This is a collab event. This is a, a once in a, not a once in a lifetime. No, definitely not. This, this, happening, this happening again. It's, right. Right. it's going to definitely going. This part one. You're right. You're right. So with that being said, we got to create the habits, create the standards to what this collaboration is going to look like. So mm-hmm. with that, with that in mind, we both have our ending segments. And usually um, for Thoughts of a Counselor, it's uh, Lead by Example. But with uh, after dinner conversations, they have passed the or plug the plug, plug yeah. and then pass the, the aux. aux. Yeah, right. so we do. Mm-hmm. So we do uh, plug a plug is sort of us shouting out uh, local business owners, um, particularly black business owners, small business owners, 
um, so that they can grow their brand and grow their reach and grow their audience. Yeah. Um, and then mm-hmm. we like we like to finish with pass pass the ox, which we might change a little bit today um, for time purposes. But but shouting out some music um, to put our listeners on to some new music, um, some you know underground music. Um, really just to to expand your ears because we we definitely got some some different tastes and variety of tastes. Definitely on, got on some different product. tastes. We got we got a lot of uh, music <laughs> experts in the house. So, <laughs> Old time listeners. I call them music educators. Man. Music <laughs> educators. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. So y- y'all leading off, we leading off. Yeah. How y'all want to do it? Let's go ahead. Y'all start I, us off. I start, start us off. off. So plug a plug, as um, Corey just explained, this week's um, edition of Plug a Plug, we're um, plugging Life Journeys Clothing Line. Uh, shout out to my man Chris Hudson. I met him at a Let's cookout in Kentucky, and he blessed me with some gear. So um, when I was away home, away from home, <laughs> right. I guess you could say, um, he kind of got me with some gear. So the idea behind Life's Journey Clothing Line is to have people believe in themselves, pursue their purpose, and inspire the world. So he has a lot of clothing from, you know, Shirts, hoodies, sweatpants. Um, he has one of those. What's it like? The satchel bag. The a fanny bag. Oh, fanny, fanny bag. bag. Yeah. I, don't, I saw a satchel bag. I don't know what satchel. I'm saying. Still <laughs> not hip, man. Right. No, I'm definitely not hip. I mean, I'm, I'm still a, wearing it around his waist. I was like, whatever. The thing they put around their waist that the kids. Yeah, what the kids put around their waist. So you wear it across your body now. No, you can do that too. I see that. That's fly. I'm a cop one. I was gonna cop one, but we're not gonna be outside, so I don't know if I really need one yet. Story for you doing a fanny bag. But up. Yeah, so he um this is Life's Journey. You can follow his IG at um Life's Journey Co. L I F E S J O U R N E Y C O. Um tell him that after dinner conversation and thoughts from a counselor sent you. And we're gonna be plugging that in the description as well. So if you can't remember what I just said, <laughs> read it in the description. So it's Life Journey, you. not Life Jennings. No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no cause I heard Life Jennings and I'm like, must be nice. <laughs> right. You know? oh, but I got you. I got you. Life journey. Look at Life's that little, journey. little falsetto. <laughs> yeah, do. Okay. So Corey was in the choir too, so I see Amen, a, a duo coming. All right. Um I can I can I Grab the mic for you from you real quick for a plug a plug. Um, yeah, of course. I'm one of our scholars. One of our students uh, has his own graphic design business. His name is Neo Blue, um, but you can call him Elijah Matthews. Okay, right? mm-hmm. Neo <laughs> Blue. I was like, I was like, who's Paul talking about? I'm about to say that. <laughs> very, no, very soon, talented young brother. Yes, yes, he is. And where is he from, uh, Corey? He's from New Haven. Oh, that's really? yeah, he's yeah, from New Haven. <laughs> New Haven. Corey getting his nephews. That's crazy. Exactly. Look, shout out two or three, two or three to my city. <laughs> For sure, for sure. But he's a t- he's very talented, as uh, Mike said. He does graphic design. He makes beats. He uh, is a producer. He's ju- he's everything wrapped in one, and he's very brilliant. So please look him up on uh, Instagram, Neo at Neo Blue. I believe, or oh, Neo Blue Thoughts. No, am I mixing up someone else? I'm mixing up Liebert's, uh Instagram <laughs> with um with the, with the student's name. But his name is Neo Blue. If you Google him, um, Elijah Matthews Neo Blue, you'll be able to find him. Um, he has some affordable prices, and he does great work. And we'll plug that in the description. Yeah, we'll put his info in the details too. That's Amen. right. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good. <laughs> so, so Lieber, with that. Being said, let's transition into lead by example. Is there anybody that you want to shout out? And this this is our segment where we shout out people who are doing good work, um, no matter man, woman, um, mother or child. Um, if they're doing good work, we want to highlight them um, because they're leading and, and modeling that behavior that we all hope to have someday. Mm-hmm. So is there anybody, Lieber, that you want to shout out? And then I'm going to pass it to uh, Corey. I want to shout you out, Paul. You know, you took over for our class in the midst of a <laughs> tricky adjustment. And, you know, I'm actually learning, even yeah. though we've done this online switch. And I appreciate that because uh, <laughs> the class was interesting before you stepped in. 
Yes. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. I, I'm going to give me a little clap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's well, not just Paul, me. Paul, I use that clap that all the whole yeah. episode. Yeah, no, I've been waiting. It's been itching. It's been itching. I've been itching. I've been itching a little bit. I've been itching. I can't lie. But I, I'm a, I can't take this clap alone because you, you also know that Dr. Challenger is doing great work with us as well. Mm-hmm. And and we are so glad to hear that you all are learning and growing as counselors um, through our class. So thank you, brother. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, we'll hop into this as well. So, um, We'll lead by example. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So um, this week we're gonna choose um, Pastor Trevor. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Praise God, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, yes. Um, very hardworking man. He um is a priest at a Baptist church in Harvard. I think it's called First Union Baptist. Union Baptist. Union Baptist. Union Union I'm about to say First. You know, it's always yeah, like First yeah. or Union. It's one of the two with the <laughs> with the Union Baptist, Baptist, Union all, Baptist all, all Church. Union Baptist. Main Street in Hartford. Yes. Main Street in Hartford. Um, he does a lot with the community. He works mm-hmm. with individuals. He works with kids at the um, local high school as well as the um, magnet schools. Um, you can find him. I don't know if he sleeps because he's always doing something. I don't, know. Yeah, I, yeah, he, I don't know if he sleeps I, either. I think he low keys a vampire. Uh, he, can, uh, he, he can go. He can stay up all night. He can. <laughs> he, he is running on God's good will. Yes, he he is. all he needs. I just talked to him one time. I was like, what time? Like anytime. I said 10 p.m. I'll, like, I'll be awake. I'll be there. <laughs> so he looks stressed, but he, he will be awake. He, he will be awake. He's engaged too. And he's been um very active in the last three weeks ever since. Mm-hmm. You know, social distancing taking effect. You know, he does sermons on his IG live. He does yes. motivational speaking. He's I been doing some. To delivering food too, I think I saw that too yes, on, on Instagram. And yeah. so he he's working double ever since they started. So um, shout out to him. He should be somebody you should be following, understanding that you know he's trying to bless the community and bless the people around him. So no matter true. what your religion is, mm-hmm. right? Amen, amen. Can we, we let's clap it up for Pastor Trev? We got to cap. We got to get an amen button. That's what we really need. Amen. Amen. Come on, Corey. Hey, I know you using the question. Hey man, come on, Corey. Don't leave uh, me uh, I would be out of church by now. I might, ju- I might just be getting out. It's four fifty three. I might just be getting out, but I'll be out. Oh, oh, scary, bro. Hilarious, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. We, we still passing the ox? Let, let's do uh, a song, a, a show. Song, a show. Right. Song, a show. So y'all lead us off. All right, yeah. I got, I got a song. Actually, I got a See, chorus. I, I, I can play Stephen it. Was have a song. I got a song, and um, y'all, y'all gonna laugh at the name of the song. This song is called Brothers Keeper. Mm. By Anderson Park featuring Pusha T. Yes. Um, since you hearing the song, um, Pusha T is talking about how he when he went to his solo career. Um, because I don't know if y'all know Pusha's career. He started up with Clips, and yes, yes you know one of the greatest duos of all time in my opinion. Yes. And so when his brother broke off and decided he didn't want to rap no more, to him it didn't mean nothing because that's still his brother. Exactly. And he continued his solo career and became a great artist. Yes. So this song in particular is called Brothers Keeper, like I said, and um. Let's turn it up a little bit. Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. And uh, here it is. Nothing safe when your numbers change. Keep it low and pay the fee. Niggas talking, but it's not too often that they live and where they speak. Good pussy kept me entertained. Money came, then it went away. Lord, see over everything. Am I my brother's keeper? You know everybody gotta eat, but I wanna live on ahead, if not a cloud in the air. The right side of the chair. If Jesus would have had a better lawyer, would he have to see the cross? I hope your niggas is true. I hope they don't do you like Judas. I pray to God. Pain wearing off. Sleeping while I talk, laid in the arms, woke up at the top. I wanna live on the head, if not a cloud. 
right side of the chair 9 a.m. L.A. time My brother just turned down a half a million dollars For being one half of one of the greatest duos in hip-hop history And my, my brother's keeper I couldn't love him more You know everybody gotta eat, bruh Everybody eats, B And my, my brother's keeper King Push Brothers keeper, they still laughing about the duo. Applaud is finding salvation, but I'm still rhyming about the you know. It's hard to leave your foundation. This spaceship took me to Pluto. Still an underground king, but the money's Jason Derulo. Sumo in the safe, Cujo on the grill, diamonds in the face, racing leather wheel. To all my other field niggas, you knowin' how I feel, niggas. Destroy and rebuild, niggas. That's the only way to build, nigga. Yeah. Definition of a real nigga. And the target ain't to kill, niggas. No. Am I my brother's keeper? I'm dialing in a bit deeper. Arms reach at a reaper. They say it's cheaper to keep a life's a bitch. Trust me, if you listen to the rest, as Stephen will say, you will be blessed with some great music, right? Yep, Anderson Pac off the project um, Oxnard that came out, I think, the end of 2018. He actually has a good song with J. Cole, too, um, on there. So if you like Anderson Pac, you kind of like this hip-hop kind of jazzy feel, you know, that's for you. You love this song. You love this album. So Wonderful. Thank you, Stephen. And my brother Liebert, he has the song for Thoughts from a Counselor. What are we working with today? Yeah, I was thinking I had to uh, revise the one I chose. And I think I'm going to choose Time by Boogie with uh, Snow Allegra. So yeah, I was just telling boogie, one of my like friends. Okay. No, 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 yeah, boogie, like, just boogie? Just Boogie, man. No, Boogie's yeah, straight. Boogie, boogie. Boogie. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people really really slept on his project. Yes. I feel like Saba also dropped a good project in 2018 yep. I got slept on. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to play this snippet before we get sidelined talking about our music again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him a little snip. Make sure I listen to Boogie, man. That project was dope. Everything's for sale. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. You tell me all the time. Yo, yo. You tell me all the time, no, you tell me it ain't right I treat you like a side ho. I hit you in your eyes, low, but never in the light I fuck with you at night, no, you need to let your pride go I say it's in your mind, but do it every time, no I hit you in your eyes, low, but never in the light I fuck with you at night, though You tell me come over, but not when I'm so faded Can I come when I'm sober? I do it every time, Tell me come over, but not when I'm so faded. Can I come when I'm sober? I do it every time, no. and I just hit your line. No. Like, why you let it die for? Like, let go of your pride. Like, can I come inside? Like, do you got a lot? Smoke, but you don't even smoke anymore. You ain't laughing at my jokes anymore. 
know why I think you gon' be walking to four oh yeah. Uh, I see your booty in your PJs. Uh, you tell me you ain't tryna eat late. Uh, make me wanna see things. Tell me that I need change. Make me wanna hit you in the line. You tell me it ain't right though. I say it's in your mind, but you wouldn't. Now that's all y'all get for free, y'all. You're right. right. <laughs> Listen, listen, right. We got we got people uh, sending us emails about copyrights. We don't want to get in trouble, so we, no, we want to give you a little sample, <laughs> right? Podcast already ran up. Want to join the show? They can, yes. but don't sue us for using the stuff before exactly. y'all get here. That's not good. Right. Look, if, if Boogie coming to y'all podcast, I'm, I'm featuring that day, man. That's Listen, my guy. You, you all are more than welcome to come, and that is an invitation. Not only when Boogie oh, pulls sure. up, but anytime. Mike, go ahead and at bro on Twitter talking about, hey, we spoke about you on our pod. If you want to listen, right? That's a fact. That's a fact. Sure, for sure. Now, with that being said, um, I think it's the perfect time for us to close our show. Do our wonderful co-hosts have any last thing or memorable words that you want to leave with our guests before we close today anyone um i think we just want to say thank you um mm-hmm. to thoughts from a counselor thank you to lieber thank you to paul you know i think both podcasts out here you know speaking a message and telling a story that needs to be told mm-hmm. you know especially with all the turmoil that's going on right now to to be able to sit and reflect yeah. um i think is a, a pivotal step in moving forward and you know making transitions which is what we talk about talk about a lot on our podcast so you know, do us a favor, you know, give us a listen. Yes. You know, I'm we're like. on we're on all major streaming platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, After Dinner Conversations, on Instagram at A D Convos. Yes, sir, yes, sir. Um, so you know, we're growing that Instagram audience um as well. So, you know, continue to give us a listen. And as I like to say on our pod, you know, tell your auntie to tell her cousin <laughs> to tell her to tell her <laughs> yeah. gossips to tell her coworker, yes. you know, to tune into the pod. Yes, yes. The mm-hmm. same way that cousin at the Pentagon talked to everybody, <laughs> have yeah, your family. Exactly. <laughs> the CBC, oh my god, CBC man, oh uh, man, you mean benediction? No, you got it, bro. Why well, I got it? You, you, the, you know, you the pastor. Yeah, he, he, he always taught some responsibility from the benediction. <laughs> man. You won't step up to the pulpit. I don't know why. What's going on, Stephen? So you know, but as, as these final thoughts um, on brotherhood, and I, I also want to thank Paul and Lieber again for having us. He's a well structured, you know. We kind of go with the flow. So, yeah, we, we, <laughs> so this is a nice change. This nice change of pace. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, but as far as brotherhood goes, um, I just think it's about just believing in your fellow person, your fellow man. Um, just believing that you know they got that good part of them that you have too, and that that we can connect with each other. You know, even like Corey said, through all this nonsense going on, through all the struggles, through all the pain, the grief. Like you know, there's mm-hmm. always that human part of all of us yep. that we could all relate to, that we can touch upon, that we can like carry through. Because like honestly, like you know. As much as people know in here, we don't know what kind of world we're going to go into after you know mm-hmm. this changes. This is a this is a new world. Signifies as a world changing event. It's something our kids going to be learning about. You know, <laughs> when they're in school and they're asking us about their, their eighth grade projects. Right. Um, so as we're like going to be changing a lot, you know, you have to be make sure that there are people out there that you can rely on. People out there that you know you have that community and. Even though it might sound negative, I don't know how it sounds to people, but I always tell people like it's kind of like kind of cynical, but like. Um, Chaos is the perfect, presents a lot of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while the society is breaking apart, we have a chance to build a new one. We have a chance to, like, to, you know, take down all these all these plights against our people. Like, this is the time. I think it's our generation. So, right. you know, how long can we keep, you know, looking at this and saying, like, why can't things change? Where to change? And it starts with our brotherhood. It starts with principles. And it starts with, you know, togetherness. Absolutely. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. This mm-hmm. is why y'all said this brother needs to be on a pulpit. I see why. Well, yeah, right. Right. This is <laughs> Tell him, bro. Tell you. All we got to right. do is get him on the, the shirt with no collar yeah, <laughs> some band shirts. You're right. Mm-hmm. Oh man! But if you can wait and not be tired by waiting, 
and making sure resting if you must, but mm-hmm. making sure you don't quit. And I think Mike spoke to that. Um, and, and Lieber, before we close, do you have any um, final thoughts? I think my final thought is, you know, everybody just do what we did. Uh, you know, seek out community with people, collaborate, use your resources, because a lot of us do often feel like when we start, we got to start alone, right? A mm-hmm. lot of people's mentality is I got to do it on my own. Yeah. And it's like what you miss by doing things on your own is that some people might have quality knowledge to save you some time. Some people might have quality support to prop you up. Some people might have a good laugh so that that hard day isn't as hard. So, you know, just like we all doing now, just try to seek those who, again, make you feel like your whole self and make you aspire to be your whole self. Yes. Well said, brother. Well said. Brothers be brothers. Lean on each other. Support each other. And remember to tune in to, again, to Thoughts from a Counselor and After Dinner Conversations every Sunday, Friday, Monday through Wednesday. Whatever works day works for you, make sure that you listen. It's time uh, for a new conversation. Exactly. It's time Insert for some air new... horn here. Yes. <laughs> do, 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 do. We'll get that. Don't worry. We'll get that next time. We'll get that next time. But without further ado, this is Thoughts from a Counselor, and we're out. Peace. God bless. Right. It's enjoyable to know you in the concubines. Niggas, take off your coats. Ladies, act like gyms. Sit down. Indian styles.